Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parenting podcast. Well, we talk a lot about technology on this podcast. Today, we're going to talk about it some more. I'm John Fuller, and my co-host is Danny Huerta. Danny, I think we all intuitively know that in-person is better than on a screen when we have interactions with people. But golly, we spend so much of our time with the device there. Why, why is it so important, especially for kids, to have face-to-face time? Oh, we're learning. We're learning how to interact, right? And, and science has told us and tells us over and over again that uh, the biochemistry in our brain, our bodies, the oxytocin, the bonding chemicals respond when we're face-to-face and not over the phone. Seriously? Uh, yes. When I did not realize that. When we're on the, the devices, we're not getting that same response as if you and I were connecting face-to-face huh. as we're doing right now. As you look in a person's eyes, as you look at their expression, body language. your body begins to respond yeah. uh, subconsciously to that. Whereas with a phone, you have to assume all that. And there are a lot of things that can be misinterpreted uh, over the phone. And so over and over again, actually, John, I do hear young people tell me that they're forgetting how to interact with people. I just had a, a, a young man in his 20s that I was talking to last week in the counseling office, and he said... I'm just, I used to be very good at social interaction, and I just, I don't know. I can't have conversations with people very well anymore. He's gaming a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, any extra moment he has, he's, he's on video games, and that was an interesting moment of reflection and self-awareness for him. Mm-hmm. What do you think is causing this? Yeah. We got to go into that. Well, I'm glad he was able to recognize it with your help. And uh, right now we're going to hear from somebody who also has some great perspectives on technology, um, actually ways that tech can be helpful for a family. Here's Jim Daly talking with Mike Bechtel. Let me uh, raise this topic since you mentioned teenagers. <laughs> technology. Human communication and now the the advent of technology and where that's taking us. Um, what do we do with that? How does that help us? How does it hurt us? Technology is just a tool. And it's really easy to villainize it today and say everybody's on their smartphones or just playing their games. Even women will say that about their husbands. He's always playing video games. He's always just watching TV or something else. He won't talk to me or do those kinds of things. But technology, I think where we've gotten in trouble is it's a great tool for enhancing relationships but not replacing them, not replacing communication in relationships. How how do you guard – how do you – administer that? How do you make sure that you're in a healthy place and not an unhealthy place? Talking about it is probably the biggest thing because it's easy to let it become the villain when it seems to get in the way. You're talking to somebody, they're on their phone, they're not really paying attention. But to be able to talk about the purpose of our relationship and the dynamics that make things work yeah. in our home or in our in those relationships. What would be some of the red flags? I mean, I, I can think of one because um, we're big on the dinner table. We're big mm-hmm. when we go out to eat that we we don't use technology. But it is, and it's not a habit that we have or a game that we play, but we'll notice tables at a restaurant where mom and dad and the kids are all on their smartphones. Yeah, They're not really communicating. And we try to say to our kids, if you look at that, what's happening in that picture? They're not loving on each other. They're not getting to know each other better. They're not What a great learning talking. experience for them. But that's one, that's a, you know, an obvious one. What are some others that would be the red flag for the family that the elephant's in the room, but nobody's seeing it? 
I had a friend that said that whenever they need to call their kids down for dinner. Oh, no, don't that, tell me. That they, they text them. They have to text them. Oh, no. Because they have their headphones on. They're doing something else. If they yell up and tell it's them convenient. it's time for dinner. Okay, on. what's no sad convenient. about that is it's not that, it, you know, that I'm virtuous. I just never thought of it. That's a great idea. <laughs> there you go. But see, that, there's some things like that that we can use. I've got, I've got another friend that when he's driving home at night, he's got four kids. And so on his way home, he calls his wife and debriefs on the day. Yeah. So they use the technology during that time so that when he gets home, he can go immediately to the kids, meet their needs. And he's already had that conversation with his wife. That's a great idea. And so it's a matter of using those kinds of things. And I think something as simple as when, when our kids are having a birthday party to not video everything. Because then they look up and they see all these faces with they see cameras they right. don't see people interacting. With oh them. It, man, we have made that mistake mm-hmm. all these years. <laughs> because you, you tend not to go back and look at the videos, but you have the memories if you actually connect with them. Yeah, I think we were ignored though taking those videos. Now that I think about it, I'm seeing the pictures in my mind. I think the kids were looking at their friends. They didn't care about the camera. Yeah, and so I think we miss some interaction because of that. Yeah. That's so. a that's an interesting point, though. There's a great application right I, there. Well, I think one simple. of them is a simple thing would be that I've learned when I go out to dinner with my wife, I leave my phone in the car. I don't well, that's just good. I don't just not answer it, and I let her know that it's in the car. Yeah. Just, and the first couple times, it was a little terrifying that she would think, "Well, aren't you going to go get it?" But it said to her, this is you and me right now. You have 100% of my attention. I've learned to do it in business meetings. I don't even take my phone in. Wow. That's a good idea. Leave it behind. I really think Mike has some great points there, not just for in the family, but as he noted, even in the business setting. And uh, it's always good talking to him. Now, sometimes tech can be really useful. Other times, we just need to put it away. Danny. Let's talk about how to find the balance between my device and no device. That is so hard. Uh, looking for, you're looking for restaurants. Or, there's so much information right at the fingertips that it's tempting to look at and also conversations, multiple conversations you want to have. And within families, I think families have become very creative at having uh, very meaningful conversations over text. Uh, just maybe words of encouragement, maybe it's a quote that they send through the day that they would not be able to give during the day because they're not in the same building. Maybe it's a a child at school or in a competition, and here's a word of encouragement, and they can send it by text. Some teens feel connected that way when they get that surprise note from their parent on on the phone. Really, as a parent, you have to put some boundaries and limits where there's Mm non-negotiables of where technology is going to be. And the first one's the dinner table. A second one could be the car. Great opportunities for conversation. You lose that connectedness if you allow other conversations to come into those two sacred places of conversation that someday will not be there. And that's the the meal times, uh, the car, and then sometimes maybe when you're out walking. I've seen some kids on devices where they're walking out with their family. Uh, At some point, either the parents or the kids will say, man, I wish I would have been present there. but as parents, we can take uh, ownership of that and put some consistent limits, husband and wife agreeing on those limits, and then being consistent on enforcing those. It won't take too many times before kids will get it. I guess this is really, truly a yeah. limit, yeah. and uh, they'll get used to that. I want to just uh, chime in here just experientially. I've got a couple of kids who live uh, away from home uh, in other cities or states, and I try to just send them a text to to my daughters. I try to send them a text with some frequency, just to say, hey, I'm thinking about you. And they may be working, and I recognize that. But when they get off work, 
I want them just to have a little reminder, hey, love you. I'm your dad, still love you. And I think that that feels to me like a pretty good way to use tech just to reinforce the relationship. Don't go overboard on it, but it's a nice little reminder. I mean, John, I think that that's a, that's a wonderful reminder. And at some point, all relationships have to have a bedtime, including our phone, uh, all those conversations that are happening yes. over the phone. Nighttime's another place. There has to be limits. Do because not kids, disturb. Yeah, that's, that's right. It's, Do not it's time. Disturb. Plug in. Cars yeah. plug in. People sleep. That's what we need to do. Yeah. Well, there's a lot more to the conversation with Mike Bechtel, and uh, I'll encourage you to listen to it at our website. While you're there, make a donation to support the work of Focus on the Family in this podcast, and uh, you'll find ways to do that in the description. When you donate, we'll send a copy of Mike's book, Dealing with the Elephant in the Room. Next time, we'll talk about keeping the conversation going with your child. And until then, I'm John Fuller. On behalf of Danny and the team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Oh,